1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we look back on Scotland's poor start to Euro 2020 It was an occasion that promised so much but delivered little As Czech Republic ran out the 2-0 winners at Hamden Kieran Tierney trained today Stevie Clark's hoping he will return for Wembley And on the domestic front the fixtures are out already For next season's Premiership I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight Gordon DL, Kevin Gallagher and Roger Hanna Yeah the fixtures are out for the new SPFL season The first European draw are taking place tomorrow But we can park all of that just now Gordon All we're interested in are the Euros A really, really disappointing start for Scotland yesterday I'm waged between two of Scotland's greatest ever strikers Where were we when we, need, we needed them yesterday? Well funnily enough you were on air You had the Scotland mm-hmm. top We even got you your kilt The first time he's ever had a kilt on in his yeah. life Like I said the occasion was magnificent The, the game, the result, not Let so much Let down Gordon, let down um, Especially when the opening game We waited 23 years and we fancied our chances yesterday uh, It was a great opportunity at home I know there's only 12,000 uh, supporters in there But they were making enough noise And we sort of let ourselves down And we put ourselves under severe pressure Because we go to England One of the favourites for the tournament On their own patch It's going to be difficult But it's now over to mm. you Steve Clark. Not a single Scotland cap between these two So we had to pull in some big guns tonight On the, the big Euro <laughs> stage So Kevin Gallagher We're delighted That you've stepped into the madhouse Between now and 8 o'clock What did you make of it? To be fair I thought the boys done well You know And I, I just I don't understand all the criticism of all Apart from the result You know And there's a couple of, sort of Dodgy things that you kind of You can iron out as a coach And, and, and positional senses But for me they've done well The keepers had a Two magnificent saves, you know, one that he's tipped away, managed to scoop it away, it was going over his head. Nine times out of ten, they fly in the back of the net, never happened for us. And then he's got the ice hockey goalkeeper foot on, isn't he? And his <laughs> leg was at a massive stretch and he's pulled off a, a wonder save. And um, any of them go in, I think the game could change for us and we'd have got belief. And I think that's the thing we, we needed was a goal to get the belief again and... Unfortunately we never got it mm. Yeah the group table is pinned to the window behind you lot Which means you can't see it which is fine But it's staring me in the face for the full show And it doesn't make great reading But there is a long way to go 01419511025 Pick up that phone Let us know how you saw it yesterday What what went wrong? Where did it go wrong? What would you perhaps have done differently? Team selection? Moments within the game? How does this set us up? You You know the script So pick up the phone And don't forget every caller Who makes it on air during this show We'll go into the draw to win a retro Scotland top Thanks to Greaves Sports We will announce the winner Before we hand over to Callum At 8 o'clock So that's something we're doing right throughout the Euro So if you're if you're swithering If you're on the fence Not sure whether to call in Maybe that'll nudge you In the right direction 01419511025 I think anyone who watched the game Roger would recognise what Kevin says In terms of performance level And in terms of chances created The big problem is This is tournament football Three games to, to do your business And a good performance Doesn't necessarily count for, for too much You can understand the, the depth of disappointment Yeah, un- undoubtedly and There is a huge sense of disappointment At the time in the immediate aftermath of the game Gordon, I, I watched it last night again um, Why? To, well, exactly Because I knew it was coming <laughs> on the show And I wanted to do my homework properly Gordon, of course mm. And I know the points, Kevin and you knew that Gordon Deal would uh, be watching something entirely different late last night. Well, so it, you, indeed, you. I, I, at one 0 
there's those kind of sliding door moments There's a yep. couple of chances Jack Hendry hits the bar Scotland are actually building A bit of a head of steam And then there's just that horrible moment Where Patrick Sheik scores that Wonder goal Which I'm sure we'll analyse Over the next mm-hmm. couple of hours um, And yeah we did okay Yeah there was a couple of mistakes But it's tournament football You look at that table on the wall Scotland don't have a point Their bottom is Wembley against England Next And we really do need minimum three Probably four points To get us through We're up against it I think the difference was clinical finishing Gordon um, Roger's talking about the finishes there from the lad His first goal And it was incredible that we were sitting next to Another fantastic Scotland hero uh, Colin Henry Who said that you know, I thought you were going to say Hugh Keevans there Yeah, right? criticised I was, I was certainly not going to say Wilson uh, Criticised uh, the, the defenders But I thought it was a terrific header I really did And then the second goal We can all analyse that I, I I will go up against any goalkeeping coach in the world To say that he was in the right position He was Why why he was so far up the pitch is beyond belief for me But take that out the road Well this is good because I've, I was catching up with Kevin when he came in And I know he disagrees with you right, So we'll, okay. may, we'll maybe get into that between now and 8 o'clock We don't have to delve into the specifics right now Let's set it up and let the callers have their say I mean look, we're 8 minutes in and you can already see it There's team selection before the game Kicked off That was a big debate The way we played The substitutions that, that we made Or didn't make The goals we conceded The chances that we missed There are a lot A lot to get through Might not extend this show 0141 951 1025 We'll kick it off with Stephen Who's in Canvas Lang Pick a point to start Stephen Take it away uh, I was on a couple of weeks ago guys And uh, Jim Duffy made the point That we needed balance In the midfield I didn't think we did enough in midfield yesterday. I would have had McTominay as a kind of a box-to-box, and I would have played Billy Gilmore alongside John McGinn, and I would have had Billy Gilmore as a sitter. There wasn't enough rotation in midfield. It was very easy for the Czechs just to sit in the middle of the pitch and wait for the crosses coming into the box. Um, There wasn't enough variety in a player. I thought it was quite predictable. Yeah, we did create chances, and we were really unlucky. I think we could have played all day and no score, but ultimately we have no points and I'm sitting here questioning the lineup. And then you look at the two goals. The first one, the defender has to make contact with the striker, one of the two, either Hanley or Cooper, and stop him from making the run. He's got a run in the head. Don't get me wrong, it's a great header. And the second one, Jack Kennedy's got a great pass to Stephen O'Donnell and then Lyndon Dykes is at the back post. And you can also look at you know, uh, David Marshall's positioning. Um, He's far too high. I don't know why he's there. He doesn't need to be there. In that situation, Jack Henry's not going to pass the ball back the way. So, why is he there? Well, we've covered a lot of ground already. Let's start at the beginning then, Kevin. Team selection. Stephen felt that we just didn't get enough out of that midfield. What, what did you make of it when you saw the team coming out yesterday? Well, to be fair, uh, I didn't think Armstrong would play. Mm-hmm. I thought McGregor would have been in there, just for a bit of balance with a left footer on that side. Uh, I kind of had a hunch that he would start with Ryan Christie in that number 10 position. He's done he's done well in the campaign leading up to it. But for me personally, I'd have gone for the two strikers. I'd have played two and I played McGinn behind him. And I know McGinn's not really been playing as a number 10 at Villa. He's been playing slightly deeper. Does for Scotland at but, times, or doesn't he? But you just have to look at the last three games for Scotland. Mm-hmm. When he's played deep, he's done nothing. But then when he pushed him forward, he scored goals for us and he's got in behind and he's created things from a, further, a more advanced position. So for me, that's the kind of front line that I would have gone for. Uh, 
play McTominay and play McGregor, who both can play as not holding midfielders because that gets spoiled in there and it makes it easier for the three centre halves. And my um, big Colin Henry probably said it the other day. You know, it's an easy position playing in the, the centre halves when you've got three and two in front of you. Your two wing backs. For me, there's no balance. You've got to have a balanced in the left and a balanced in the right. And you've got Andy Robertson bombing down the left, but we have nothing on the right. And that's no disrespect to the lad. You know, for me, the team's got to be balanced that way. Uh, when we have Tierney playing on the left, he's balanced to go out as a left back. But on the right side, we don't have anybody going out to the same balance. <coughs> so, excuse me. So we're not really balanced in that, that kind of sense. And we're structured all down left with Tierney and Robertson. And that's the way the campaign's been. And I th- I just think the Czech Republic nullified us down there. Mm. I mean, Susek or Susal against Robertson, you know, he just nullified as much as he possibly could. We missed Tierney, there's no doubt about it. We missed him driving out the back because we never had a centre-half to drive out the back. And then when we did have someone driving out the back... And it came at the goal, uh, a wonder goal. The two centre-halves positioning are shocking. Because Grant Hanley's the centre of a three-man defence and he's actually playing left centre-half. And then the, the left centre-half is actually further out. So there's a big gap right away. So people are blaming goalkeepers. I mean, you just got to look at the stance of the goalkeeper. Right? They're all playing high up the park. But for me, if you go through the whole game and you watch Marshy, and Marshy's actually high up the park all the time, He's doing his job and his positioning's good. And unfortunately, it just broke in the position where we never had a mm. defender over covering. And that's what let us down a little bit. There's, there's going to be so much going into this and it's inevitable that the scattered gun will come out and we try and kind of cover every topic at once. I'll, I'll try and maintain a bit of chronological order to, just to, to get us off and running, Roger. Team selection first. Kieran Tierney's omission stuck out like a sore thumb. That, that was, I, that was I, extremely tough to take. I think it shook the whole team. Um, if you're playing three at the back... You really need one who's comfortable in the ball and can step into the midfield. Um, Tierney does that well with the ball, brings players into it, brings Robertson into it, brings McGinn into the game, players like that. When he wasn't there, um, Liam Cooper's a good defender. Liam Cooper's not as comfortable coming into the, the midfield. You actually wonder if there'd been a thought in Steve Clark's mind maybe to drop McTominay in to the back three so that one of the back three is comfortable on the ball and can bring the ball into the midfield and can join the play up that would maybe have allowed McGregor to be in as well the, the one the one selection error I think we can all agree on is as Kevin says Shea Adams should have started and there's an admission of that by the manager by the fact that he put Shea Adams on for Ryan Christie at half time 100% I said yesterday in the show Gordon we, we fitted our system round getting our two world class players in Tierney and Robertson Left centre back Left wing back We've got the best centre forward We've had for a long while Apart from Kevin obviously um, <laughs> Since Kevin Since Kevin right, Sorry okay. um, Might keep him on side Yeah But All of a sudden He goes with Dykes This is a guy that we've Really chased to play And you, it showed you the class Now people then say Well hold on a minute He wanted to play Christie Off a Dykes Because Dykes is at a, you, you listen to the Czech Republic manager Today saying we're a long ball team. You're not telling me that Adams with the quality he's got and the touch and the movement he can't play up front and which would allow us to play better balls into feet and gets up the pitch. I agree with you. I didn't see Armstrong starting. But when he started, I said on the show, I never I never seen him involved for 45 minutes. He comes out at half time and he starts the second half very well and he gets substituted. It was the first time he put an impact yeah, in again, yeah. and he gets substituted. 
where I will agree and disagree with Kevin is simple for me. Yes, modern day goalkeepers play high up, but I'm sorry, you have no need to be that high. Absolutely no need to be that high. Of course, they don't stand their line, they don't stand, they come out 18 yards, maybe a little bit more. If the ball then comes back the way, then they get involved because they've got to be a part of the build-up now. Yep. That's their job. But you're not telling me his starting mm. point is correct. I'm going to get Kevin's thoughts on that in a second. Let's let Stephen come back in, though. Stephen, personnel-wise, then, if we stick on the personnel theme, the starting eleven, you, you, I could hear you kind of agreeing with what the guys were saying about the changes that we then made. Yeah, I, chasing a goal and you bring on Callum McGregor, I do not understand it. I do not understand it. And then he starts with a number 10 up front and Ryan Christie. I know he got us there right and I'm taking nothing away from that. But there's a number 10 on the bench that also plays for Celtic that's been better than him. And I'm not saying I would have started Tumble either. I would have started Adams. But if you're going to start either the two of them, then Tumble's the one in form with the two. So why are you sticking Christie in? It baffles me. And then you sit a hold, stick a hold in kind of a box-to-box midfielder on and Callum McGregor. To, to, to try and get your goal uh, Doesn't make any sense Roger the changes didn't make any sense Says Stephen um, I thought the first one did Adams for Christie yeah, I thought I, was a logical win After that when we lost the second goal I thought we were kind of chasing it a wee bit I have to say um, When Ryan Fraser came on for Armstrong I wasn't 100% sure What Ryan Fraser was supposed to be doing In that position To be perfectly honest with you No, no disrespect to Lan himself I thought Forrest landed a wee bit When he came on uh, made that run cut, cut mm-hmm. inside It was blocked away um, I thought he added a wee bit of attacking momentum As James Forrest can But I, I know the point Stephen's making about Callum McGregor you know, Coming on at that stage in the game uh, Stephen, nice to hear from you 01419511025 Stephen's into the draw for that retro Scotland top As will every other caller who gets through tonight B uh, Right, um, the reason I'm going to bring this guy in Because he's on a similar theme to the debate you two are about to have Terry is in Calder Crooks What do you make of that second goal Terry? Uh, uh, well I actually watched the game And what I couldn't understand was How far the keeper was out But they interviewed See the guy that scored the two goals mm-hmm. The second goal They asked him about his wonder goal And they said to him Did, did you see the goalkeeper out? He says I watched him in the first half And I seen how deep he was out Know what I mean? So he'd seen it, seen him how deep he was playing, well, and Ed, that's playing. the reason why I feel as if they get caught. Right, okay. Let's Gordon Deal. You've shown your hand. Mm-hmm. You think he was just far too out, yeah, uh, far too far out. Quite simply, Kevin, you're not you're not on on that page. No, no, I'm not on the page because at the end of the day, Steve Clark has set a system out. If they're going, if we're going on an attack and the offense, he's coming out. He's staying up with play. Now, when you look at the pictures and the stills that's come out about it, for me. The job that Marshy has to do is basically sweep up behind it, sweeper keeper, right? He's got to do it. If he does it once, and that's a one-off and gets done, he's out of position. If he's doing it two, three, four times, that's the mm. position he's been told to take up. That's his job. So realistically for me, he's doing it. Clever striker play. Gordon will tell you. The guy's looked, he's seen it. He said it in his interviews. I know the goalkeeper's always high off his park. Or high off the line If I get an opportunity It arises I'm going to just try something And he did it It's a wonder goal You know we can't mm. We keep doing it We keep bringing people down And the goalkeepers in the position For me Today's game Marsh has done the job correctly But had he played mm. up with it Had positional play in front of him Been there For me That goal could have been nullified Here's what I'd like to know Because I've 
Never had the privilege of being at that level And I wonder if, if you two can, can tell me what the instruction would be Because I, I get, like most people When I look at the picture And I see David Marshall maybe 10 yards from the, the centre circle That looks extremely high to me But I wonder what, what, what is the instruction Are you told to Because as fans we'll look at it And that's the way we would do it You know, Stay at the edge of the box Stay midway in your half Whatever it is Would the instruction be that Or would it be to stay within a certain distance of the last man of the back four. So if the back four are so high, is he told to be within a certain distance of them? Why is he so high, as Gordon says? Well, that's the instructions that they'll be doing in training. So basically, as the ball's getting played out, the higher the players go, the goalkeeper. That's what I mean. So he, he's going to stay. But, but he won't at the come same out distance past his defensive third. His defensive third is probably thirty-five yards from his goal. He line. looks further than that, though, does he mm. not? But if he's, if you think of it, he looks further. But if he's only ten, if he's ten yards, halfway line, ten yards, is forty-five. He's 10 yards further back, he's 35, so he's right on that defensive line. So yep. he's not out of position, so he's in a positional play. As I say, there's, when he when that shot comes in, you watch Marsh's reaction, it's a reaction. The two centre-halves are out of position, they should be across, because we're right wing-backs away, we're right centre-halves away having a shot, so that right mm-hmm. side is exposed, and there's nothing across to cover it. Uh, Terry, was there anything else in it? You know, you've seen people saying Obviously David Marshall was too far out I've seen Jack Hendry shouldn't have taken on the shot Kevin's talking about the other centre-halves Are well out of position Is it all David Marshall? Or is there anything else in it? Well, I feel as if uh, Jack Henry seems to be getting the, the brunt yet But if if that if that uh, the goalkeeper wasn't out that distance That player would never have tried that shot Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can see, argue see, with that See the point there, uh, Gordon uh, See, I know what Kev's saying about the two centre backs, and he's right. Positionally wise, they were they were not where it should be. But when you're when you're at Hanley's, probably thinking, I'm still okay to go over in the cover here, right? Because the boy's only what five yards inside their half. Oh, he's inside his own half right, when the ball yeah, breaks, right? And then he takes it. So we still get plenty of time to go over there and cover. I totally agree with the way the football is and go. Goalkeepers are a massive part of the build-up, using their feet, everything like that. I totally get that. But my point is, he's left himself there exposed in the wrong position. Now, all goalkeepers will come up to a certain level, but you've got to safeguard yourself because the, the, the guys nowadays with the ability that they've got, mm. they can do that. And I think he, he 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 made a real mistake. And plus, if I I think Dave Marshall's getting a little bit, and right or wrong, is because it was one nil at the time. That second goal killed us, right? And I'm not saying because David Marshall's been brilliant, and it's easy to criticise maybe one decision. And I'm not saying everything was laid at Dave Marshall. He made not, good saves in yeah, of course he did. And remember, apparently Scott is here, and he's a massive part of it. But I just feel at that time, if he looks back, I would honestly believe he thinks to himself, I get caught here, I was too far. Right, you get the deciding vote, Roger Hanna. You're the voice of reason. Well, it's been a difficult couple of days and the next few seconds are going to pain me greatly, Gordon. Oh no, I, I know what's coming here. I, I agree with it, Dazzler. Oh no. Um, it's wonderful execution by Patrick Schick. They were showing the goal for the next 50 years. Every time there's a European Championship, they'll show the goal in the telly that they did with Penenka's penalty and Van Basten's volley in 88, etc. It's up there with all of them. You shouldn't be losing a goal from there. And Scotland are circling the wagons. Andy Robertson says that's where Marshall was meant to be. Steve Clark says that's where Marshall was meant to be. If that's where Marshall and Hanley and the rest were meant to be, we've got big problems, Gordon. Thank you, Terry. 01419511025. We'll take more of your calls next. 
You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel are here Your usual Tuesday duo I did say we were pulling in the big guns We've just spent the break talking about square sausage Which tells you that Kevin Gallagher might be from here He's from Clydebank We've brought him home But he's been down south for quite some time And we've brought you back up to Moan about how bad Scotland were yesterday Essentially Is that, that alright with you? We'll get you a square sausage and send you on your way <laughs> that, Yeah that sounds about right Right okay good That's your show fee by the way Producer Callum didn't tell you that before he came up uh, Don't forget every caller that gets through Into the draw for a retro Scotland top Thanks to Greaves Let's bring in Tommy Who's in Doncaster uh, What jumped out for you yesterday Tommy? Well I phoned last night Gordon And it was probably just as well That I didn't get through Because I was raging I was raging with a team selection I was raging with a goalkeeper and I listened to Kevin earlier there saying he doesn't blame Marshall. First of all, I blame Marshall for the second goal against Holland because it's a goalkeeper's side and he takes one step to his right and it goes in past him on his side. Secondly, I have never in my life seen a keeper as so far out his goal as, as Marshall was yesterday. 40 yards for goal. Now, I'm a Rangers fan. Been on here a few times. Never seen Alan McGregor go anywhere near half of that for his goal line. And McGregor would have been our keeper. And it, the fact that he, you know, he doesn't want to play for Scotland anymore, neither here nor there, but I could never envisage uh, Alan McGregor being so far out. But anyway, I'll go on to my main point. Just, was... just quickly, just quickly, before we blame uh, David Marshall for the free kick against the Netherlands, I think it was Craig Gordon that was in goal that night. So we can blame David Marshall for yesterday if you want, but let's not blame him for things he wasn't involved in. Right, OK, well, I'll blame Gordon for that goal because a keeper's got one side of a free kick and he stays there. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't move away from no, it. No, no, that, listen, that's fine. It was just it was just to keep us all right, Tommy. I don't. Let's not spend too much time debating the Netherlands. On you go about yesterday. But anyway, I've, I've made my point about Marshall yesterday. The other thing was that the team. We've been screaming out for a goal scorer for, I don't know, three, four, five years. We get Jay Adams, we don't play him. We play Ryan Christie, who's been... Well, poor would be putting it mildly for Celtic in the last six months. Yeah, and and we play him off half dykes, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, this is a game we need to win. We're at Hamden. Am I right in thinking we've already beat the Czechs twice? Yeah, and and we turn up. It was like Kilmarnock against Rangers or Kilmarnock against Celtic. That was what I'm looking at yesterday. Now. What, what was it really though Tommy Because by the way I, I asked the guys who were on the show I'm as disappointed as anyone and Obviously we lost That's not good enough We're now bottom of the table All the rest of it But We, we You know we, we weren't that negative Were we I mean how, how can you be negative And have 19 shots on goal At the same time That seems like a little bit Of a contradiction to me Okay But it's, it's a negative lineup. It's a totally negative lineup When you've got Nobody We, we never get doing the right Now you're You're Right back place for Motherwell Yeah And he never passed a player the whole game He kept turning back And playing the ball back Every time he was out on that right You've got Andy Robertson Bombing down the left Putting in cross after cross after cross At some points I don't think I've seen a Donald I don't think I've seen a Donald He was take a throw in And hit a Scottish player And then he run into Christie When Christie was in the only decent position That he got into in the first What half an hour of the game So I've the fact that he didn't play Gilmer go me big style. The fact that he then didn't even bring the boy on. Or young Patterson. Yeah, I'm a Rangers fan, I'm going to be called biased and everything else. But Callum Patterson, eh, eh, no Callum Patterson, Nathan Patterson, is, I'm so raging. 
Nathan Patterson <laughs> should have had an opportunity to come on there yesterday. And even looking at McGinn, I would have taken McGinn off because to me, every time the boy, he looked as if he was running through treacle yesterday. He played well for, for the last 10 games for Scotland. But yesterday, he just wasn't there. So there should have been players that we should have swapped. And it, at the end, I'm thinking, here we go. Here's another two subs. Here's another sub. Here's another two subs. And I'm thinking, why? Because one of the subs that he took up just looked as if he started to play. And that was the boy that plays up front with Jay Adams at Southampton. It's just everything that could have went wrong and looked bad happened yesterday. And I'm, and I'm, I'm blaming Clark all day long. Negative lineup, negative tactics, negative result. I'm glad. I'm actually a bit disappointed, actually, Tommy, that we didn't hear from you last night. I'd love to have seen how angry you were last night. If this is you, <laughs> calm down. Uh, Roger Hanna, there's a, everybody's getting it, but that, that's understandable. It was such a disappointing outcome. Yeah, I think we might have needed to phone for help for Tommy if we'd got him in the line last night. If this is this is how you are night two, Tommy. I liked the bit there where he got the names mixed up and he just said, I'm just raging, and then carried on. <laughs> yeah, and listen, he'll speak for a lot of Scotland supporters. Um, disappointment has to be the overwhelming emotion because we had built ourselves up so much two games the Czechs and Croatia at home we'd we never have a better chance of progressing beyond the group stages at a major finals and yes we created chances yes we forced the goalkeeper Vasilik to make three or four saves yes we hit the bar but it just we just couldn't quite do enough and that, that spell at the start of the second half was a killer spell when we had a bit of possession We had a couple of chances Vaslik's made a couple of saves Jack Henry's hit the bar And then Boom At the other end And The shit goal Just knocked the stuff out In Scotland completely And they had a lot of the ball afterwards We did make a lot of substitutions They tried hard They just didn't have the quality To get back in the game I think The, the, the word negative Keeps coming up Kevin And that's the one that I just challenged Tommy on Just to see if we can Find some, some common ground there Because of course, look, we lost the game, right? There was obviously a lot went wrong because we lost the game. That's not good enough. That's the bit that, that everybody must agree on. The notion that we, that we performed negatively, though, I'm, I'm interested in because I think we had more possession. We had 19 shots at goal, which is right up there with the, the highest total in the tournament so far, if you check. And by the way, see for anyone who wants to... Do selective listening I know I know that doesn't count for much What it does count for For me though Is a contradiction To the accusation That we were negative Yeah You look at it 19 shots at goal If you're going to For all the statisticians That are out there Everybody's a statistician now Because they all play Football manager And, and FIFA So they all play that So now they're all statisticians And they're all football managers We only got four shots on target mm-hmm. Out of 19 Yeah but that, There but, you go but then, so that's Yeah but bear in mind though at. But what I'm saying is can you be negative? Can you play negative and end up with 19 shots at goal? I find that quite difficult. That, that would be. The, well, the thing is. Because it does. Your shots on target total, you're, you're right, and it's only four, but that Jack Henry's off the bar isn't a shot on target. The one that people are throwing their bodies in the line two yards from goal. So, yes, they don't go down to shots on target, but there are moments when we are not and we're not being negative, is what I'm trying to say. I, I, I don't see much negativity in the way that they played. In the lineup, the lineup you kind of look at and you go, yeah, because we're playing one striker. As soon as you see one striker, that's <gasps> we're playing negative because we're only playing one guy up front. Then you're playing Christie as like an attacking midfielder, so it's a class in today's football as a number ten. And then you've got three midfielders, so you're saying who's the advanced one? Now the way the system could have been played, it could have been the fact that McTominay was holding midfielder. You've got Armstrong on the left, McGinn on the right, or vice versa. 
and then you have Christie in front of it. So you've got a little diamond four in there. So that could be the way the system wanted to be. A nice and narrow in there. And you leave the wing backs one for one against the way that they were playing. So it depends on what Steve wanted to play. They're, the, they're guys, they're training on it. And yes, they don't get much time with it, but they're training on a system. Don't forget, a lot of these guys, none of them, I'd probably say about 90% of the players that played yesterday don't play in a 3 5 2 mm. or a 3 4 1 1 3 or whatever. They all mainly play in 4 2 3 1s. So I, it's a kind of change of system. I don't, I don't think we were negative, Gordon, our, our lineup. Now, everybody will disagree, and I'll guarantee you after the event now, Personnel, right? That's a different matter. See, to be fair on that, though, I was, was going to say Tommy and others, not everybody's been captain hindsight because we had calls all week saying start Billy Gilmore, start yeah. Nathan Patterson. But if you look at if you look at the starting lineup, right? We, we spoke about it with Gary Caldwell on the show yesterday. The two wing backs were playing like two wingers that were that high up the pitch. You damn strong that's a a box to box midfield player. We'll get McGinn who gets in the box scores goal. We've got Christie that's made his career out of it. We've got Lyndon Dykes up there. So we've plenty of attacking players on the system. Whether the right personnel was there, that's a different matter. My big thing about you know whether you play Parson, Turnbull or Gilmore and give the youth a chance, that's okay. You can have arguments all day. My big one is we've got the best striker we've had for a long while we're at home, we really have to get something because we know this is such a hard game coming up on Friday, puts us under severe pressure, and what happens? You play dates up front and start hitting long balls, whereas we've got a class act up front that can take the ball in and bring these midfield players into play. That's my quarterback. Okay, let's bring in, we'll thank Tommy for his call tonight and bring in James. What was your take on it, James? Well, I thought it was terrible. Absolutely terrible from start to finish. His tactics were completely wrong. I don't know how you can say they're on the negative. And I heard you say 19 shots in target. I reckon about 10 of them must have been a Donald Crossy. No, they were. No, well, they were they were rank rotten from start to finish. See that this is the thing, James. Look, because I'm, I'm trying. Do you think that genuinely was a rank rotten performance? It was certainly a rank rotten result. It has made life extremely difficult. We might well be out before. The weekend, so all of that stuff is, is fake. But was it was it genuinely a rank rotten performance? I just felt he just never he set up right the three midfielder. The three of them are too similar for me. You've got McTominay, he's quite a sitting player. He's not really a, a tidy player on the ball. It's here like McGregor who come and take the ball, play nice wee patches, keep the ball calm to play. Whereas McTominay's like a, he likes to ping like sharp sharp passes through. They like to kind of turn forward quickly. Armstrong drives forward. Um, again, kind of scrappy in there, but you, you get stuck in and, and plays a, like everything's kind of direct with them three. But you don't really have a. Like, I, I'm a Rangers fan, but Carl McGregor for me is a, a stick one should start. Ahead of, so ahead of who yesterday in that midfield? I, personally, I'd have played McTominay at centre half instead of Henry. Right. And, uh, I'd have played. I'd actually play Gilmore and McGregor sitting. Because I think the two of them are tidying the ball, nice wee cute players apart, keep the ball well, and I'd play McGinn just in front of them to get stuck in. And I played Forrest, Arthur Adams. So I would have, I'd have played Parson right back, Robertson left back. Obviously, Tierney wasn't fit, so I would have kept probably played Cooper and Hanley. With Tierney's back in, I'd pick Cooper centre, central defence, yeah. and Tierney at the left centre back. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, Roger, that sounds like a perfectly strong team. Lots of people though also said in the lead up to this tournament We need to get Scott McTominay in midfield He's the best player on the pitch in the Europa League final Finished the season strong at Man United We need to get him back in the midfield James sees it differently 
Yeah, and listen, it wasn't a dreadful performance at all. If we can look at big picture for a minute. Um, that Czech Republic team, I think 10 of the 11, either play for Sparta or Slavia, or have just left Sparta or Slavia. Now, Sparta put eight goals past Celtic last season in Europe, and Slavia knocked Rangers out of Europe. So there are no mugs of the two teams. The only reason we were in the finals was, you know, to start off with, we didn't qualify through the orthodox original route. We then get into a semi-final with Israel. Can't beat Israel, need to beat them in penalties. Can't beat Serbia, need to mm. beat them in penalties. So we've got in this sort of back door. Um, we've done the typical Scottish thing of, of, of building ourselves up and building ourselves up. And when we do have the fall yesterday, and, and we were close, and we did create chances, and Henry's hit the bar, and Fastlick's made, I think, three different saves from Lyndon Dykes, one from Andy Roberts, and he stopped the own goal from Thomas Callas. So we've had a go. The uncomfortable truth is that in terms of quality, we're not as good as the Czech Republic. Are we not though? And is it not about time we we, we shake that off, Kevin? Look at the level our team are playing at. You mentioned Sparta and Slavia. Frank, we'll throw back at that. Oh, Aston Villa, S- Southampton, Man Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool, Arsenal yeah. within the squad. Surely we need to shake off this mentality. Like, oh, you know, we're, we're kind of plucky to be there, so we we just we take whatever we can. We've got good players. That, that's for me. I've got. That's a big downside for me For the Scotland fans You know what I mean They're brilliant They travel the world for you They'll, they'll always support you There's no doubt about it <laughs> They'll go against you When you get beat Of course that's natural But for me I think we've got players now That are playing at a very high level But we still Bring them down to being Well we're not that good We are It's about time we actually Spoke up about the Scottish players They are good players And we've got to get behind them That's everybody The fans The media Everybody, yeah, we make mistakes and yes, we get bad results, but we have got good players. We've got two of the best left backs in Europe, and yet we still turn around and say we've got a bad side. We've got John McGinn who's playing uh, regularly, we've got Armstrong who's playing regularly in the Premier League in England, you've got McGregor who's playing Champions League football, you know. So we've got the experienced guys there, but we still turn around and say they're not good enough. You know, I mean, for me, we have to get behind them and believe they're good enough, tell them they're good enough. You know, because sometimes these young players coming in, coming into the national setup, they'll be like, well, we have money here because they don't think we're good enough, so we're just getting in for the no, sake uh, of it. Listen, I'm not saying they're not good enough. I'm saying they're. N- Look at the centre forwards Patrick Sheik scored the two goals. Well, I was going to say, certainly a tale of two strikers. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Lyndon Dykes, tried really hard. Mm-hmm. He's been a good player for Scotland, Lyndon Dykes. But, you know, he, he started the season at Livingston, trying very hard in the championship with QPR, but. The difference between Patrick Sheck and Lyndon Dykes yesterday was there Huge, for, all, yeah. for all to see. And you this know, is one we, position though. We, we, we can talk about yes, Andy Robertson, yes, Scott McTominay. You know, Kieran Tierney wasn't there yesterday. We've ended up with no disrespect to any of them, but David Marshall can't get into the Derby team at the end of the season. Yeah. You know, Stephen O'Donnell, as we say, has been mm. playing for Motherwell in the in the bottom six. Yeah, but Liam Cooper's the captain of Leeds. It sounds all very selective. You're going to pick, you know. But, but, every every but, international but, team does but, that. But, but even the best a, ones. Leeds, Aston Villa, and Southampton are playing, are finishing lower down the league than the West Ham team with you know Suchek and Kufal. They're going into Europe oh, and what have you. But, but doing, clearly, it's a similar well. level. But well, I think the Czechs have, and they showed it yesterday, have a bit more quality than us, and I think England Certainly do in the as well. Line they do. And I think Croatia do as well. And uh, for us to get any points against these teams, we need to play at our optimum. And yesterday, some of the big hitters. I, mm. I agree with one in the call. I didn't think John McGinn played well yesterday. That's the thing, but, but I didn't we, think but Lyndon Dykes played we've, well yesterday. We've we've just beaten Czech Republic having not played at our optimum. Sorry, we beat Czech Republic not playing at our optimum a couple of months ago. Yeah, but the Czech the best when we won in Prague. I'm not talking about Prague. 
The, the game at home mm-hmm. yeah, We, we were not our optimum And we won You just said we need to be our optimum To beat the Czech Republic But again You know the, the last time the manager wasn't here They were missing players as well The last time we were here That's the The team yesterday The Czech team Is almost back at its very best And, and they looked at that yesterday And we Didn't play at our best And Listen It's great to be back at a finals I'd rather we were at a finals and we were sitting here debating a defeat at a finals Rather than not being at a finals And that's what it's been since Kevin was playing in 98 I think it's great I think we've made strides But I think yesterday showed We've still a long way to go What about a guy playing at his fifth Euros Cristiano Ronaldo He's just scored from the penalty spot To make it hungry Nil Portugal two Two late goals in that one Thank you to James We'll take more calls next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel, Roger Hanna and former Scotland striker Kevin Gallagher in the studio uh, I've got, I'm going to go early on the quizzing tonight Gordon because with us being back at the tournament You're looking back Here's your mm-hmm. quiz question for tonight Who was the last man To win a stonewall penalty For Scotland at a major Kevin tournament? Kevin Gallagher There we go Just make sure that you're Sharp on the ball Or Roger Hanna Whatever No it wasn't him I mean it was definitely A stonewaller Kevin I mean, wasn't it? No, no doubt about <laughs> it I've been seeing it back a lot In the last few days God No, no comment was Did, he, not, did, did he 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 you dive? I can say it now Because I can't get done For feet <laughs> 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 I must admit No I I did, I came out, I was doing a dinner and I, I, I came out with it and I just says, look, it was a game we played against Sweden, over in Sweden, and Patrick Anderson, who I played, he was at Blackburn at the time, and Patrick gave me a nudge in the box, and I tried to stay up because I, I knew I could spin him and, and probably get an opportunity, I didn't go down, I should have, would have got a penalty and probably been a better result against Sweden, didn't happen, I kind of got, why did you not go down, so it kind of stuck in the back of my mind, like, if somebody's going to hit you in the box, just go down, so I, when when that ball had happened, I looked, and I thought, it's a race between me and Tafarel to go and get that ball. I just looked at it and I thought, am I going to get there? And then all of a sudden I just felt hands on my back. And as I got the hands on my back, I tell you what, Tom Daly was proud. And honestly, it was the first time I'd done it. But when I hit the ground, I forgot we John was taking penalties. Because like we'd lost Gary McAllister, obviously, he took mm. the penalties for us. And I kind of thought, oh no, am I taking them? <laughs> I thought, and I looked around like, and we John... Ball in his hands Peacocking He's like that isn't he? <laughs> Coolest man in the park I thought oh please Just score John Just score <laughs> And to be fair He'd done, done the business For us didn't he But I must admit It was the first time I've ever dived And then the last time I've ever dived <laughs> If we get the one box. of them If we get one of them At Wembley on Friday I don't uh, think we'll hear Too many complaints on here Because we're hypocrites That's what football fans do uh, Let's bring we'll take in it As long as Yuri Geller Doesn't move the ball again <laughs> Absolutely uh, Portugal by the way Looked in bother five minutes ago And now they're 3-0 up Against Hungary Ronaldo's got two He's now even further clear As the record European Championship goal scorer um, Let's bring in Paul And see what he made of yesterday Hi Paul Hey, hi Gordon. Hi, panel. How you doing? Oh. Uh, yesterday's game. Now I've come on here before, so I'm kind of new to the Scotland scene. I never paid much attention to the international team, but I was really looking forward to this, uh, and I still am looking forward to it. So I watched the game yesterday. Uh, no great idea of how they've played previous to this, but my take in the game was I, I thought they'd done all right. To be honest. I think that what I was I was really impressed at the start by the, the effort level. I thought everybody was giving hundred uh, percent. Andy Robertson was flying about like a nutter. Uh, I thought they were really you couldn't couldn't question them in effort. I think as the game went on a bit, 
I started to think he's played a bit of the wrong team as in a lot of the guys that were playing were much of the same strong uh, very physical but nobody really to put their foot in the ball and play the pass and maybe have that wee bit of quality to open the defence up I don't think they carried the work either to be honest but I do think that when James Flores came on at the end for the wee bit I think he made a bit of a difference uh, I think I think they need to change the team I think he'll need to play some guys who are not so much into tackling more into more of the football players than just the muscle but I don't know maybe maybe that wouldn't suit England maybe that would suit England when they liked Scotland being in their faces but I just think that we lacked a wee bit of quality and the quality was on the bench uh, quality, McGinn, quality is an important word Paul Let, let's explore that because I said it earlier that the scatter gun is out but football pretty much at any level but particularly at that level it's just really about the big moments, Gordon. Mm-hmm. If so, well, we can reignite this debate. If David Marshall does happen to stay further back, or if Andy Robertson just puts his laces yeah. through that chance in the first half, or if Jack Hendry's dips in, and I know that they didn't, but the point mm-hmm. I'm trying to make is, the, if the big moments go against you, then that's when the the spotlight goes on your team selection, and that's when the spotlight goes on all these other things. You need to try and get the big moments right, and in front of goal. I said we had the 19 shots But we didn't have quality in front of goal Because we didn't have the quality to put any of them in the back of the net It's fine lines Gordon Of course it is Especially at that level And Kevin's played a lot at that level And he'll be able to tell you better than me But I just think that clinical finishing Was the difference You've got to say as much as I do Criticise the goalkeeper I criticise you know, the two centre backs Like Kevin for their position as well But they're still in a position that they can co- recover from that but the header, I think, is a terrific header. And if we, if if John McGann or McTominay scored that goal, we would never mention the goalkeeper's mm-hmm. position. We'd be talking about how great a goal it was. But the minute you lose that game, as a manager, you know your selection is going to come into question. Why did they play him? Why did they play him? Why would they not put their better players on the bench? That Steve Clark's that's what he's been paid the uh, the money for. That's his job. His job is defined by his selections, and he's put himself under severe pressure now because how many changes after watching yesterday will Steve Clark now be thinking about for Wembley? No, what, is, what does he do? I think he's got to change a few, Roger. If Tierney comes back, it would be a massive blow. I don't think he can get into that game without playing Adams up top, right? No. I, I I know that it's very easy to say Come on second half And he was a lot better And that's de- After a game that's easy But he's a quality striker That we've been missing Do you know what I found interesting About the, the goal the, the long range one Is yeah. see when you Because I, And I get why obviously It's our team So we're going to look at What went wrong But see when you take the emotion Out of it Watch the highlights last night And it was Cesc Fabregas Was talking about it And because the emotion's Taken out of it he didn't even really mention David Marshall. He wasn't really interested in David Marshall's part of it. A, a neutral view on it was that is a stunning goal. And he was waxing lyrical about the technique. He was talking about how the ball is moving forward. It's not getting played back to Sheik. He takes one touch. It doesn't even bounce. Hits the back of the net. Um, you know. And, and by the way, I'm not saying that's wrong of us to criticise, but it's just interesting that when you take it's the emotion out of it, the spotlight goes on the quality of the goal rather than what goal. went wrong. We said that earlier. It's a wonderful goal to be talking about this goal in 50 years' time at European Championships. Uh, not just having the idea Sheik spoke after the game Saying he, he had a wee look And he'd seen Marshall Off his line earlier on And he was going to try it That's one thing Being able to execute yeah. it 
from 54 yards or whatever it was is a completely different thing altogether. It is a wonderful piece of skill. We saw it in the in Europe last season, came our roof scoring for Rangers. But I bet the next day in the phone in in Belgian radio, they were asking questions about the standard Lay's goalkeeper that night as to how on earth did Kemar have beat him from there. So when you're on the other side of it, I think it's only natural that you ask questions about the yeah. goalkeeper's positioning. Nobody's pointing a finger at David Marshall. As Kevin says, if David Marshall has been told that's where you're standing, then David Marshall's just doing his job by standing there. The problem then becomes why he's being told to do that. Right, Kevin, as an experienced goal-getter, which, if any, of our chances really... Sh- did we have to do better with it? What ones would would Lyndon Dykes or James Forrest or whoever it is that was taking them have to look at themselves? Well, I mean, to be fair, I thought uh, I thought Robbo's shot realistically. You know, coming in as the left back, yes, he's he doesn't get many goals, uh, but coming in and the way that he hit it, it wasn't for me. It wasn't a confident hit. He knew it wasn't a confident hit, and for me, he's going in there. He could have took a touch and actually just slid it along the ground to the near post, mm-hmm. and he'd have probably scored. But he's gone in and. We say it, yes, he could have struck it with the laces, but there was probably about three or four things went through his head mm-hmm. at that time because he was waiting for the ball, it came to him, and he's just gone and took it. And unfortunately, I don't think he struck it as well as he could mm-hmm. have done. That that wasn't the, the Andy Robertson that we know at striking a ball. Lyndon Dykes, I, I seen that he got stick with his opportunity that he should have scored, but when you look at his foot position and he opened his foot right up to get to that near post, he couldn't have done anything else. He's hit the target And that's all you're asking strikers to do Is hit the target That goalkeeper's I mean He's going in for a A dazzer He's going in for a new hip operation <laughs> I mean stre- He stretched his leg that far out It was unbelievable I bet so, he doesn't talk <laughs> as much about it <laughs> so, so, so for me I mean that was That's a, It was a phenomenal save So that's all you can ask of your strikers mm. it's, That's not a, a miss A bad miss Or anything like that You know And we, we had the chances And it's just one of those things That we don't take them They did mm-hmm. They had a wonder goal Which basically Deflated the balloon and, a little and bit And that's where you come back to quality Because obviously the second goal Is quality of the highest level But even the first Yes again We look at it from our perspective I'm sure he can do better But it's probably still a half chance And, <laughs> and he, he does brilliantly with it Doesn't he? Yeah it's a bit, What can I say Like when, when you're a striker And you're always looking To get a little bit better I mean To, to see Especially at that level you, you don't get many chances At goal mm-hmm. You know You're lucky if you get Three shots in a game If you get three shots in a game You have to score At least one of them At, at, at the top level Because people then they Just analyse you And then they criticise you Oh he can't score goals He's not a goal scorer Etc etc But you know it's For me You've got to hit the target As a striker And, and the strikers are doing that They're hitting the target But unfortunately The saves are getting made Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Okay, we're back in the studio tonight. We've taken the night off from Scotland HQ down at Drygate. That means Beat the Pundit is back. If you want to win yourself a signed ball, you come on here, you get the better of the pundits. It's that simple. 0141 951 1025. And you need to call before 7 o'clock, so be quick. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025 Played one super scoreboard Roger Hanna, Kevin Gallagher and Gordon Diel are in the studio I've just spent the last five minutes searching for a three-headed coin And uh, they reliably to do it. inform me that Kevin's not even got any idea what Beat the Pundit is He will and, uh, five minutes Yeah he will, but no, I think, well, we, I think we'll stick it with you two Because you two have got, you've got history like right, okay, You know what to do Kevin, you, you're bottling it 
You're with us tomorrow as well, aren't you? I am. Right, yes. this, this can, right, Kevin can watch and learn from the um, experts. Yeah. And then, to, <laughs> then tomorrow what? he's he's in line. Right. Okay. Right. Let's uh, let's do it then, shall we? It's that time of the night. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish football. It really is simple. I'm making it out to be more than it is. You come on here, you answer more questions right than the pundit, and you win a sign ball. It is that easy. Ryan in Erskine, how are you feeling about it? I'm alright. I love Ryan's style, Gordon DL. What's he doing, Kevin? As part of the learning process, DL woeful at times, okay at others. This man over here Anorak Genius. Genius So good that he has to start on minus one However <laughs> I like Ryan's style Ryan's told the producer That he's never played before But he's fairly confident And he wants to take on Roger Hanna oh. That confidence still Ryan Now that you're on I have my best oh, oh, right. I love it Well heads it will be Roger Hanna minus one And tails Well it will be It will be Gordon Dale Let's see how we go I'm afraid you don't get your wish. It's a head. It's a tail. Sorry, and it's there. You go. You can check it. It's tails. It's Gordon Dale yeah. up against Ryan in Erskine. So a much easier don't evening for you, Ryan. Ryan. Don't bother. I'm going to give Nervous. Gordon DL some clay. Listening. Could you be quiet a second yeah. to let me finish? <laughs> I'm going to give you some clay two to listen to, so that you don't know yeah, what Ryan yeah, yeah. is saying. Okay, you can take the, the rest. Of you can take those headphones off. Right, Ryan. Thirty seconds. You're head to head with Gordon, and you can pass. It is that simple. Are you ready? Yep. Let's go 30 seconds Your time starts now Aston Villa signed John McGinn From which Scottish team? Hibs Who scored both goals For the Czech Republic yesterday? Hibs What number did Georgia Samaras Have in the back of his Celtic shirt? Number 9 Who was the last Rangers player To get an England cap Whilst at Rangers? Paul Gascoigne Who's the only current Scotland player To have scored against England In a friendly or a competitive game? Name the only current Dundee United player Who's got a Scotland cap As a Dundee United player Let's bring back Gordon DL Gordon can you hear us Yeah Same set of questions to you Go 30 seconds on the clock You ready Yeah Your time starts You seem nervous Think because Kevin's here And you've got an extra pair of eyes on You ready Go. Let's go Aston Villa signed John McGinn From which Scottish side Hibs Who scored both goals For Czech Republic yesterday what number did Georgia Samaras have in the back of his Celtic shirt? Nine. Who was the last Rangers player to get an England cap whilst at Rangers? Pass. Who's the only current Scotland squad player to have scored a goal against England, either friendly or competitive? Uh, um, Andrew Robertson. No idea. Name the only current Dundee United player who got a Scotland cap as a Dundee United player. The only Dundee United player? Yes. Uh, Kevin Gallagher. Oh, what, does the, <laughs> what does the word current mean to you people? Oh, current! Because <laughs> you, hold on, hold on. I've asked for a current Dundee United player. You've given me Kevin Gallagher, and even worse, guess who Ryan said? Mark Wilson. He said Mark Wilson. I was going to say Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's fight, Ryan. How do you think it went? Uh, all right. Uh, Knew it, I knew it was the Mark Wilson at the end I know Do you know what It was, it was, it was quite a wordy it's question I won't blame producer either. Callum too much Because there were some good questions in there Graphics, no, uh, graphics. Hmm? What am I doing? No No it's not graphics You should be careful Let's, We'll find out Aston Villa signed John McGinn from Hibs You both got it Patrick Sheik scored both for the Czech Republic Two all Georgia Samaras wore number nine you, you two sound like you, you know what's going on here You've got three all I'm beat out of this Who was the last Rangers player to get an England cap Whilst at Rangers? Paul it was Paul Gascoigne 
And Ryan got it Ah oh, I'm beat So he goes four My first three, defeat In the Euros what, Since last week <laughs> I feel like Scotland He goes four three in front <laughs> now, I'm off my line Who's the only current Scotland squad player So as in in the squad this week Lee Griffiths isn't in it Come on Daz To have scored against England Come on Daz it is Andy Robertson Yeah <laughs> Seriously <laughs> I bet you didn't you know that Ryan did you Ryan got that one right No he never nah, Tell me never Oh that What an equaliser from the Dazzler Give you proud of me too. Ryan That's the equaliser as you oh, well know and, That is a signal And the last one I mean the, oh. so it was there There was the chance for both of you Last minute winner you said Kevin Gallagher He said Mark Wilson I don't know which answer is worse And none of you got it So it Who means is it? Who is it? Lauren Shankland Lauren Shankland, Shankland. Oh Jesus we man Right we're, we're going to the tiebreaker oh, Right so he, here's the deal I'm going to ask you the question Ryan I'll invite Gordon to write his answer down And I'll then tell you to give me your attempt okay? Hold on hold on hold on Many camps you go <laughs> <laughs> Funny you say that <laughs> Me There's none Here's the question Right Craig Gordon Andy Robertson David Marshall James Forrest The four most capped players in the squad You know what's coming How many combined caps do they have? Gordon Robertson Marshall Forrest Gordon DL has shown me his answer Ryan what would you say? 147 Oh this is close Gordon DL's gone 141 Ryan's gone 147 The answer is 1 Eight Three Ryan the sign ball Is on its way to Erskine Well done Thank you uh, Well done Ryan Well done Ryan He sounds well done. absolutely buzzing That was Ryan <laughs> And Erskine Has <laughs> won the sign ball We can get Kevin Gallagher To sign it There we go I went too early there boys Didn't I That was Well That was very quick The way that you wrote That answer down I know I, I, I didn't matter the, the question you asked me I had 141 written down <laughs> Regardless <laughs> I was going 141 All the way there's it's a great system that <laughs> There's something about the Euros You guys Finished the season strongly But during the Euros The, the, the listeners have had the better of you Fatigue Must be fatigue Yeah I think so End of season fatigue A long hard season Right 01419511025 It's been such a busy show Do you know who we've not Heard of? Steve Clark And I don't really know how that happens Because uh, You gen- generally would hear from the manager and, and see what he made of the performance quite early on in the show But let's do it now, shall we? This was the manager He's been speaking today as well And he says the squad are going to try and block out any negativity Surrounding the defeat He believes there were positives And he also gave an update on the fitness of Kieran Tierney He did a little bit of light training today And then we'll just see how he progresses How would you raise chances? He's got a chance The only players are fine Players are good Completely relaxed Know what they have to do We said before we need to get the points required to get out of the group We've still got a chance to do that I think rather than all the doom and gloom that, that followed the, the result not the performance, the result should be put away, put to one side, and we just concentrate on the next game. You can't really do well anyway. You have to look back. My job is to my job is to analyse the performance, look at the performance, and unfortunately, most people just look at the result and then take their conclusions from that. I look at the performance. I think the last time we played Czech Republic at Hamden, we probably had about forty percent possession. This time we had nearly 60, 58, 42. Dominate the ball, nineteen shots at goal. Could be more clinical, only four on target. A lot of blocks for the checks, which tell you they defended well. So lots, lots of things that we can be positive about. It's been so long since we were at a tournament, Kevin, as you well know. <laughs> and life is very different. I, I wonder, I'd like to know, I don't know if anyone asked, if the players are told, don't bother with social media whilst you're on this tournament, or you know, don't, don't read Twitter. Because can you imagine that tournament environment? You guys were different, right? You played against Brazil, the expectation level was different. 
What, what do you think that would do to a player in a tournament environment With a couple of days between games To sit and read what's been written about them In the last couple of days Or do you need that thick skin? Well we never had mobile phones yeah. we, <laughs> we went to the World Cup like but So we were always reading newspapers But you picked up players picked Some players sat and read the newspapers Some players picked up and seen that Roger Hanna Absolutely gave him a two in the last game So what? You know at the end of the day It, doesn't, it didn't matter You know, it's, it's the thickness of your skin and how you do it You know, We knew with, within the camp what the manager says was what counted, not what Roger said in the papers about you, what the fans are saying. Mm-hmm. It's about what you've done within the team. Uh, they guys will know certain aspects. They'll have a meeting. Steve Clark will definitely have a meeting about it. They'll analyse it all mm-hmm. uh, with the performance of positioning. How did we lose a goal? How did we create goals? How could we get better into those positions? And, and they'll have done that. They'll do mm-hmm. that covering today because they're not be, they're not trained. They'll just basically sit down video now because that's what it's about. But the guys, the cat, they're all they all grow up with mobile phones, mm-hmm. so the players will. They'll be reading social media. They won't be on it, but they'll read it because they want to yeah. know who's giving them stick, who's praising them. And at the end of the day, it's how you handle it and that, pick yourself up that, from it. T- in terms of taking positives, Roger, that's the way it's going to have to be. It was interesting doing the show last night because we we would maybe say, you know, well, Andy Robertson played well, or we had good chances, or we did this. So there were positives, and understandably, people would phone in and tweet and say, "How can you say there were positives? We've been beaten two 0 off Czech Republic. We're, we're bottom of the group. Fine, because as a fan, you can allow yourself to be that emotional." Stevie Clark and the players. Simply have to draw on the positives They have to He said an important thing in there That it can't all be doom and gloom And John John McGinn said Pitch sign after the final whistle yesterday We can't sulk about it And he's right Because there's no time You don't go back to your club now And you've got an international game In six weeks time They go to Wembley To play England on Friday night They need to embrace the positives They need to try and stay upbeat Otherwise This campaign will be over Really before it's begun Gordon So Steve Clark is correct He needs to try and keep A sort of positive mentality Through the squad I'm sure he will make a change or two Come Friday he'll Maybe get more legs In the midfield he'll Maybe get you know A bit more pace out wide I don't know Whatever he thinks is best For that occasion But he's right He does need to To keep the whole thing Upbeat To keep the players positive To keep the mood Positive And I just need to say That too you got in the paper With Hugh Keevens I gave you a seven <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much Thank uh, you. Let's bring in Stuart and Kosyth And see what's on his mind Tonight Hi Stuart Hi guys How you doing um, I've not called enough A long time To be honest I'm a bit annoyed About the, the team selection And he's right There was a lot of positives In the game I mean If it wasn't for uh, Defenders and goalkeepers And, and the luck of the draw Do you know what I mean We hit the bar We hit the post We hit the brain The back of the net mm. My, my main problem was the selection of the first the, the, the team who went out first. I mean, we do everything we can to try and bring a striker into the Scotland team. We've, we're really struggling for a, a decent striker for years. We finally find a guy who's willing to leave potentially a chance to play for England. He played for under-20 England team. He comes up here, he plays a couple of good friendlies. He doesn't, doesn't do no bad. He's, he's, he's putting the ball in. And then we stick them on the bench and we don't play them, and I just don't understand why. Um, there was a lot, a lot of, again, a lot of positives coming at the game, but unfortunately, if, you can have a positive game, but if you're not putting the goal, you're not putting the ball in the back of the yeah. net, it doesn't really work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, Kevin, on on Shea Adams, then the, people's surprise or disappointment, probably for a couple of reasons. He's obviously playing at the highest level out of all our strikers. Now he's a different profile. We know he's not the same size as Lyndon Dykes. But he's also done well for Scotland since he came. Is that where the surprise comes from? He's actually been really good for Scotland, but yet we didn't start him yesterday. 
Yeah, I think so. I think that's why the, the fans are kind of surprised by it as well. Uh, <clears throat> Lyndon Dykes is for me. He's led the line really well for Scotland in the way that, that that's been played and and putting players into different positions and that. But Shea Adams has brought something different. You know, he can hold the ball up. He can run the channels. He can fight the centre halves. You know, he's a stocky lad. And the other thing as well, what he's added to his games for Southampton is he scored goals at high level against top class defenders mm-hmm. uh, down in the Premier League in England. So. That side of it and the persuasion of getting them to play for Scotland for me was the big enticement of getting them into these Euros and playing them because, I mean, Czech Republic would be an unknown quantity to them. So that'd be a surprise. Like, they, they won't have much scouting information of how he plays and, and that could be a big surprise, actually, if you just started him and Dykes together. But, I mean, as it's made, the manager made his decision. He's making his decisions for the teams he thinks can go out and win these games and, unfortunately, Shea Adams wasn't uh, part of that yesterday I, I get this is the the whole challenge of management when you pick a team but Gordon it's the ultimate way of it coming back to, to bite you when you leave a player out everybody debates that you then bring him on at half time and he, he makes a, he it. makes a big difference it's very difficult for anyone then to say that that was the, the right call to, to leave him out yeah, from the start look uh, if Steve Clark probably could go back to yesterday Gordon before yeah. kick off I'm sure Adam's would start again. I, I, I don't care what you say about no, they're stuck with Christian Dykes. Now, Christian Dykes has worked before, but I just think we've got a guy that's a bit different. He's got a terrific touch, good pace about him. He's a better player than Dykes. Now, once again, we'll go to the argument. We can play both, though. Yeah, that was the. Yeah, the we can play both. People. I'm quite happy with that. I go back to we get Tierney and Robertson in the team because they're our best players. Work the system. You can go back to Argon, you can play Dykes up there with them, or. If you wanted to play Christie, play him up there. He's a better player than Dykes. Now, Dykes is in because he does flick things on. He's bigger. People will say, well, mm. it's set plays. He's he, he can go back and help defence or whatever. But we tended yesterday quite a lot to play long balls because we had that option up there. If we'd have played quality mm. balls into Adams yeah. with his touch, he could have brought the Armstrongs, the McGinns, even if it was Christie, yeah. into play. And the problem is, Roger, Lyndon Dykes, I mean, think how good he was in Serbia. I think he won, Yeah. I, I, if I was guessing, it would be in the 90s, the percent of, of high balls he won in the flick-ons. Yesterday, again, a Stato can, can back me up. It's probably, at the most, a, a quarter of them, a third. So if you're going to go long and then he isn't winning it, it then the game plan becomes a lot more difficult. Yeah, and he, he, he didn't have his best game. He'd missed chances in front of goal. Great ball in from Andy Robertson for that chance in the first mm-hmm. half for him. He just he couldn't quite get it on target. And then a couple, I thought there were soft finishes. Um, the two gentlemen here with me are probably better placed to say whether there were soft finishes or good saves. Um, I think Dykes, if he's looking back on it, will maybe think he should have got more in the ball and not giving Vasilik the chance to make the saves. So uh, we're not pinning it all on Lyndon Dykes, we're not pinning it all on David Marshall. It is real disappointment after all the hype building up yeah. to the finals, Gordon. But as Steve Clark says, we need to try and park it in the next 24 hours because we need to try. And get a team together And get a plan together For Wembley on Friday night Because it's now a game We need to get something from mm, Sure What else annoyed you? Well I think a lot of the subs came on there, um, Like for instance Fraser coming on He's not played for Newcastle He's he's not played well You could see he was slow I didn't agree with Christy Dean starting Because he's not had a great season for Celtic um, I would have played I would have, like the guys I would have played Dykes and Adams For the start And seen how it went And played it for there 
unfortunately, Tierney kind of kind of mucked it up for a bit for us for the beginning. Do you know what I mean? And why Marshall was like decided he was going to become a striker for a change, and he was halfway up the pitch. I don't know. I mean, I'd, I've never seen any goalkeeper in my entire life, and I'm 53. Anybody going that far up the pitch? Um, but it was uh, their goals were lucky. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't it like they they were like they played us after pack. I don't know. I'm not sure who it was earlier that said like they were they were better team than us. They no, we were a better team than we had loads of chances. We just couldn't put it in the net. And a lot of a lot of unlucky stuff. Do you know what I mean? The problem we've got now is this is a team we should have beat. We should have beat this team and won it at the English game and, and, and Friday. We should have been going in there thinking maybe go for a point. Mm. But now we're having to go for it. And if we go for it against England, and they're going to punish us. Now, if they score early, we're kind of bug up. Do you know what I mean? So that's my biggest worry. Now that we're kind of our backs against the wall, we're going to have to go for it now. And I don't know what team he's going to put out. If he's going to put out a decent team or he's going to try to change it a bit. But I've got a really bad feeling he's going to put out the same team. Well, it'll be an interesting few days as we debate that. Certainly, I think you're right. The one bit that we'll all agree on, a really difficult outcome yesterday. Thank you to Stuart in Kosai. Oh, it's time for this. I've been looking forward to this. We've taken a couple of nights off it. It's the Roger Hanna Bonanza. How on earth did they rope you into that? I can't believe what I've just heard. It, and I've heard it before and I still can't believe it. The Roger Hanna Bonanza. The new Mark Wilson. I, I, I actually thought when Callum, producer, was roping me into this, <laughs> it was an Endrick Bates episode two. It was another Mark Wilson wind up. No, it's, it's not a wind up. We've just recruited you as a resident know it all. And how good is this, though, on a serious note? We've got the chance for you to win a pair of tickets to see Scotland play Croatia, thanks to the Roger Hanna Bonanza. It's also thanks to Heineken. Now, here's the way it's going to work Roger's got clues to a player who's going to play at Euro 2020. Two callers join us on air And they're going to buzz in When they think they know Who the player is The winner automatically gets A Euro 2020 Heineken hamper Worth over £100 No less And then on Friday Someone's prize will be upgraded To a pair of tickets To see Scotland Take on Croatia At Hamden How good is that? Can I just ask one question? You can't play I'll answer it before you even ask it Right When they buzz in Do they go I'll explain that. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you want to play with Clyde One and Heineken, you have until the end of this ad break to call through. You must be over eighteen, and the T's and C's can be found at Clyde1.com Taking your calls on Scottish football. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna, Gordon DL and Kevin Gallagher are in the studio picking over what went wrong yesterday and if your calls are anything to go by, uh, quite a lot it would seem but we're not down and out just yet, we've got two big games left to come and uh, hopefully things start looking up towards the end of the week we will play the Roger Hanna Bonanza, yep that is a serious competition and uh, we'll do that very soon but let's speak to Kevin in Kirkcaldy first of all Uh, Kevin what's your point tonight? Hello panel, how's everyone doing? Yeah. Everyone fine? Good, thank you. Uh, my point was uh, about David Marshall. Uh, basically, he'd been hero to villain, obviously, just over one game at the Euros. Uh, he's having a magnificent save to have an absolute blunder. Uh, and I thought uh, after that blunder, uh, like he was 29 metres out from his goal line. And I've never ever heard uh, any keeper gone out that far uh, in my life, actually. But overall, uh, I thought like the Scotland game was absolutely fantastic. The players were absolutely phenomenal. 
uh, they played fantastic football for the first half of the 42 minutes and uh, we held the Czech Republic uh, very well uh, the chances were brilliant uh, from uh, obviously McTominay in the centre half I thought he was brilliant uh, for the game and uh, but I just feel after the second goal come we just deflated massively yeah I'll tell you what let's hear Stevie Clark's take on the David Marshall thing because it's debate the debate has sort of dominated tonight as well he's also speaking here about only looking ahead he was asked if he regrets anything about his team selection and he was also asked about criticism of David Marshall over that second goal David's fine experienced player knows the game probably faced that type of shot I think he said something about 50 times in his career and that's that's the only time it's gone in it happens it happens it's, it's, I don't understand the criticism of David it was a shot for Jack Henry at the edge of the box three seconds later the ball's in the back of our net the block shot could go anywhere it felt perfect for him to run on and hit it's one of these things I want to be fair to the 26 players that are in the group and that's always to try and pick the team that I think can win the game so that's what we'll do we'll get them all back on the training pitch tomorrow and we'll see how they are we'll look at any knocks and niggles that we've got and then we'll, we'll decide how we go for the next game Steve, do you have any regrets about the team selections or anything that, in retrospect, with the benefit of hindsight, you might have done differently? You can't do that. You have to look only forward. There's no point in looking back and thinking, but if only this, if only that. There'd be a lot of really clever people if, if you had the foresight to know what was coming up. So now we just move on. Uh, Kevin, just in case anyone is joining us, you, you're kind of along the same lines as Stevie Clark. You think certainly that the criticism of David Marshall has been overplayed. Oh, definitely. You know, I, I still believe it, you know. I've seen it on the screen many times now and if he's done it, if he goes in the way he plays the game, he's playing it high out of his box. That one occasion, he may be that a little bit further out but he's done it the whole game so you can't say he's been out of position. He's actually taking the position within the team and his job is getting out there. Now, Steve Clark said it, he's gone up. For me, you defend, your centre, right centre half has gone up the park, he's got a ball and he's getting into a position there's a big massive hole. You've got a right wing back who's doing an overlap the right side has gone missing. So you go, you've still got to keep that back door shut while you're attacking. We didn't do it. We're all over on the left side. So that left that position. Unfortunately for us, when it came there, the boy was clever enough to have an unbelievable shot from a fantastic distance with quality in the ball. And that's what done the goalkeeper. Okay, Marsh's reaction was, oh, here's the ball. He maybe could have got back a bit quicker when the shot went. But... At the end of the day, that guy's got a decision. He's seen the keeper, he's took his chance. If he misses it, we wouldn't be talking about it. But he didn't. He put it in the back of the net. I've seen lots of players in that position take a touch to steady themselves and then hit the shot. If he does that, David Marshall's going to save it. So it's very, very fine line. But for me, he's been asked to do a job, sweeper-keeper, and he's been sticking to that job because throughout the whole game, he was out of his box. And it's just not one instance. I just think you turn round, you can't take that away from the centre forward. That is a fantastic goal. This when, is when you played for Scotland, with Jim Leighton never in that position? No, because we never had sweeper keeper. You needed a no. taxi to get him back. <laughs> we had a back five behind the goalkeeper. That's <laughs> the way we played. <laughs> Part of the bus. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, you, you two aren't have that. That's the beauty of it. That's why we're here, is to mm. try and cover no. every side of the debate. You respectfully I, disagree with Kevin's take yeah, on that. Listen, I just don't think you should lose a goal for me. I just don't think you should And Patrick should Take nothing away from him Wonderful execution World class finishing The first goal The first goal by the way Gordon You won't see a better header In these Euros The first mm. goal was terrific Second goal was world class But 
it pains me that Scotland are losing a goal from that position Roger, in, I think it's unnecessary In my opinion, if David Marshall's in the right position And I take on board everybody talking about the keeper and off the line If he's in the right position, he ain't taking that shot on We've got two defenders over in the cover He's only, what, five yards inside our half We've got plenty of time to cover it So what's happened is David Marshall has made up his mind Now, once he makes up his mind Yes, let's give this boy all the pats in the back the credit Because it's wonderful But David Marshall is in the wrong position Kevin, I appreciate I've just confused things Because we've got a Kevin in the studio So I should have specified Kevin and Kirkcaldy, do you want to come back in? Uh, yeah, basically um, I thought After the first goal uh, And you even heard it from the striker himself After the game uh, It wasn't once, it was twice so after one goal, you would maybe think, oh, maybe better actually maybe come and be 18 yards out of my, my goal line instead of 30. Like, like it, was, it was 29 yards out in the wrong position, as you said. And he wouldn't have had that shot in position if he was in the right position. But I just think uh, we were so... Scotland was so good. Uh, the momentum was still there. Uh, we were fighting hard. Ken... It was only one goal. Then just just like that, it was gone. It was totally gone for us. The momentum of the players were gone, and even for into that second half, even the players didn't care what they were going to do. Even when the uh, when they brought McGregor and Fraser on uh, into the second half, uh, they didn't know what they were going to do on the pitch. Uh, McDominay was actually the dominating centre of the park majority of that game. And then Carl McGregor comes on. He doesn't care if he's dominating or trying to calm the game down a bit. Uh, and McDonald is like, well, what position am I going back into? Am I going to like central defence? Which he actually hates that position. Uh, and you can clearly see that in the second half. Uh, and the game just fell away because the Czechs were walking through the middle of us. Uh, and take my hat off to David Marshall. He made fantastic saves. Unbelievable saves in that game. Yeah, he actually did have a good game Apart from the big moment everyone's debating At Kevin Gallagher the, the game seemed to keep sort of You know, peaks and troughs we, we actually started really bright We started in the front foot Kind of fall out it, concede the goal I think Gordon said earlier We were then enjoying quite a good spell And Stuart Armstrong had come into the game And, and we conceded it and we take him off Then the substitutions didn't really look like They had worked for a bit And then of course we finished strongly Because you're throwing everything at it It... it it was a real up and down 90 minutes wasn't it? It was I mean, Right from the start it was No doubt about it uh, no, I thought it started really well uh, We were in control But the problem was We weren't really trying to Get in behind the checks We weren't trying to hurt them We were just playing nicey Nicey little football And keeping possession And keeping a lot of the ball uh, I think it was about 15 minutes or so And the Czech Republic started getting in And started pressing us higher And keeping us back a little bit So we, the game got a little bit stretched for us um, and then as I said The Czechs Basically tactics Was to basically set up And come And take set pieces And catch us out With set pieces You know Because you look at Scotland's history Of late And set pieces Is a big downfall for us So realistically They're coming To, to try and counter attack Get set pieces And then try and get Something off of that And you know They do <laughs> They get a set piece Phase two in the set piece It comes over And bang the balls In the back of your net And then as we said It's the wonder goal that's happened yeah. is the surprise one because we were on top of them. 
and we're on top of them that your centre half's gone up the park to have a shot at goal. That's how confident yeah. that we were actually playing at that moment. But the problem was we forgot about the back door. Thank you very much, Kevin in Kirkcaldy. Right, it's time for this. I've been looking forward to this all night. It's the Roger Hanna Bonanza. I still can't believe they roped our most serious professional pundit into this. What, what honestly? What a fall from grace. Something comes over people when they come into these studios. I mean, we, we were Hugh Keevens mimicking Shaking Stevens on the that show. Is true. So I, I don't feel quite so bad. We've had Mark Wilson advertising non-existent vets practices. Yeah, we don't like so. To, we don't like to take ourselves no, too seriously. Honestly, let, let's not worry too much about the bonanza. Right, we're going to play the Roger Hanna bonanza, and we're going to give you the chance to win a pair of tickets to see Scotland play Croatia. All thanks to Heineken, official partner of Euro 2020. You can get it down at your local key store, but you must enjoy it. Responsibly, of course. Now, Roger has clues to a player who is at Euro 2020 for any country. Two callers are about to join us on air and they're going to buzz in when they think they know who the player is. The, the winner will get their Heineken hamper worth over £100 and on Friday, someone's prize will be upgraded to the pair of tickets. So let's let's see who's up tonight. On line A, we've got Mark from East Bride. How's it going, Mark? How you doing, Gordon? And B, line B, we're going to have Brian from Lennox Town. How are you, Brian? I'm very well, Gordon. How are you? Not bad at all. It's good to hear from you both. I was going to ask if you're confident, but I don't really know how you can be because this is a this is a very interesting, uh, unique competition. We've not done many of these before. We've done one, and uh, both contestants took until the fifth clue, which is a ridiculously easy clue uh, to get it. So here's the way it is going to work. This is the important part. If you know who the player is from the clues that Roger gives you, you must buzz in with your Name So just shout out your name If you just shout the player's name I'm afraid I can't take your answer But If you buzz in and get it wrong The other caller gets all five clues Before they answer Is that clear Mark? Yeah That's clear I'm Brian Crystal Great stuff I even did a, a test run the other night But I'm, I don't think we need it You two sound like very switched on gentlemen So Mark If you know who it is You shout Mark Brian If you know who it is You shout Brian And producer Callum will tell me who shouted out first Right now remember It is a player who's playing At this Euro 2020 tournament Are you both ready? Yes on you Okay Let's take it away With clue mm-hmm. Number One I won the last Euros In 2016 Okay No one buzzing in yet Let's go to clue two I was injured during the final And had to be substituted Mark Mark is straight off the bat there Mark, who do you think it is? Ronaldo And it is Cristiano Ronaldo Well done, it's as simple as that Mark is the winner in East Kilbride You've already won your hamper Your Heineken hamper worth over £100 And more crucially Mark You're in the draw For the pair of tickets to see Scotland take on Croatia How easy was that? That's brilliant isn't it? Good man. Well you take Roger Hanna along For putting himself out there With this ridiculous <laughs> competition well, I'm sure I'll have a, a line. I'll just have to take that ticket, so we'll see. He certainly will. Hard lines, Brian. No worries. Cheers, thank you. That Bye. was Brian and Mark. I mean, do you, want to, do you want me to play the last clue just to show you how ridiculous mm. this was going to get? <laughs> see if the guys, if the guys hadn't got it, this was what clue number five uh, was going to be. My name rhymes with Ristiano Canaldo. I mean, seriously, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> that is, the, you'd have got that oh, at that yeah, stage. Right the buzzer. Uh, so there we go. Well done to Mark. We will play that again tomorrow night. Yes, same time. So listen out for that one. Still time to get your calls in though. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, and we'll speak to you next. 
Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna, Kevin Gallagher, and Gordon DL are here. This is a serious programme, by the way. We've ditched the Roger Hanna bonanza. That's in the rear view mirror, and we're back. To debate in the game yesterday Trevor is calling from the capital Trevor's in Edinburgh tonight What have you got for us Trevor? Alright chaps Thanks for having me on First Pleasure. time caller So go easy on me Oh you um, go easy on us You, you <laughs> lot are, The first time callers are the worst <laughs> I bet they are um, Just really quickly Before my main point Because uh, I, I don't You guys have probably Heard it to death About the Marshall incident And being so far off his line um, Also it says I was raging about Clark's comments The day about Um he doesn't see who the big fuss was. I mean, the guy was closer than anyone else. Um, and he he doesn't see a problem with that. That's concerning. The guy, 40 yards off of your, your line, you're a defensive midfielder then. That's that's no on. But um, the, the main point is about Clark not being brave enough with player selection. Um, I know we were attacking, attacking uh, quite a bit yesterday, but obviously no having that maybe good enough strikers to be clinical enough to put that uh, and one or two of them in the net is, is an issue but I think he maybe if he'd stuck someone like um, Patterson on on the right flank because I'm not I'm not a fan of, of Donald uh, if he'd stuck him on I think we would have had more attacking flair down the right and we might have had more luck same with sticking Gilmer in if we're just a bit braver instead of being safe I think maybe things could have changed that's, that's my, 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 my taking things Right, okay. Uh, look, in a kind of snappy fashion, Roger Hanna, should Gilmore and Patterson have started, or one of them, or, or none of them? I don't think it was ever realistic. That they just were just for you, though. I mean, for you, yeah, I think I, everyone agrees, but personally, if you somehow were in charge. Well, I, I picked my team in the paper on the Scottish Sun in the middle of the week, and it Patterson, and it didn't have Gilmore in it. I think I had McGregor, McTominay anchor in the midfield. Nathan Patterson, yeah, I would have given him the nod. Gordon? Gray? I would have put, and it's okay to say after it because I don't think I don't. Oh, you said it before. Yeah, I would have given Parson the role. And Gilmore. No, 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 no. Oh. I, I love Gilmore. Who I, instead then? I would have probably went into the same midfield as as Roger. To be honest with you, mm. uh, Kevin. It's interesting because I, I'm going to guess here. If I was to do a poll, I think the majority of the country wanted to see Patterson and Gilmore. I think that, that's the feedback I'm sort of getting. <laughs> you played in a tournament that our team was very much built around guys who had done it before for Scotland and been there, and there was that real loyalty. We had David Weir in here last Friday, and he said he, he didn't feel at any stage that even if he trained really well, didn't really feel like you know you, you were going to get into that first eleven. It was kind of nailed on. Yeah, he's right. Um, well, that... What is that? Is that a sign of the times, or why is there such a groundswell for Patterson and Gilmore? And do you agree with it? Well, I mean, the, the grounding is the young players. The question mark is for me is. How many? When was Billy Gilmore's last game? Full game in the Chelsea first team. Mm-hmm. Did he play ninety minutes? When was it? When was it? Nathan Patterson. How many games has he played for Rangers? You know what I mean? Is he ready to take that step up? You're never going to know it. You could take the gamble mm-hmm. that both could have been outstanding. But for me, it's a case that they're there as a youth and coming in as a backup. Everybody wants it. Just remind everybody they got it with Bertie Vokes. They got us all out because mm-hmm. we were too old. We were 33 to 35, we were too old. Binned us, brought the young boys in, mm. and look what happened to us. We 23 years later before we get to a competition. And we had good, we had mm. decent young players, but they were not ready. To, to be fair to be though, careful. are we not talking about 
And certainly in Billy Gilmore's case He's part of a Champions League winning squad So we didn't we didn't have any young players of that ilk Bringing Gordon, through that team, did we? He's part of a Champions League squad Like He, he played mm. I think he played about 15 minutes Of one or two Champions League matches yeah, but A Champions so League winning he's squad He's part of a squad Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. carry poor players though No, it doesn't He's part of the squad But he's part of the Scotland mm-hmm. squad So he's, he's still getting carried along mm-hmm. that way He's a young lad that's, He's got great talent And I'm sure he's part of the the national team for the future as well but it's getting the right time to actually release them and do it at the moment the tried and tested ones that have got us to this competition are the ones that actually are going to be mm. first choice and then these kids might get the opportunity Trevor I guess your thought on that then based on what you said earlier is well forget what they've done previously are they better than the guys that were picked to play yesterday and I assume you think the answer is yes Yes, mate. I mean, maybe sticking both of them in is is a bit bit, bit too risky. Certainly, Parson, he's not played much, but you could see the the raw talent the guy's got. He's better at going forward, certainly, uh, better than Donald going forward. So I think that would have made a difference. And you've got to be brave. Uh, If you're good enough, you should be in. It doesn't matter your age. Yes, I hear the point. They've not played a lot. But look at Marshall. You know, he sees he kind of get a game for Derby, and I'm not saying he's an awful keeper. You know, he's done decent. Uh, I just, I just think we we could have been braver with with player choices and stuck at least one of the young boys in like Parson, and it might have made the difference. Hindsight, we'll never know, but yeah. I, th- I think the biggest mistake. Forget Parson Gilmore. We can all argue in the points. Kevin came up with good points here. Roger and I were saying Parson. The one for me that should have been in the starting eleven is Adams. No, I get that. Forget, but we, we, forget we the younger that. ones. We did, we did that earlier on. No, Trevor wants to talk about them. You're not allowed to tell him oh, to forget sorry, them. Trevor, okay. Forget so, him, know, Trevor. <laughs> no, no, play Friday. Maybe what... Did it surprise you then that they didn't come on? Neither of them. Yeah, because... Well, to be fair, it was crying out down the right-hand side. I think everybody's seen that. And he went Forrest because we're chasing the game. He went so Forrest okay. chasing... And, and to be fair to Forrest, I thought Forrest pl- played well mm-hmm. when he came on unlucky... Not to score. Um, I thought Gilmore. My, my my surprise substitution was as I, I I pointed it out in the studio yesterday that Armstrong for forty five minutes the first half ain't seen him. What happens is he takes Christie off. He goes two up top and allows now Armstrong that space that he loves to play into. And all of a sudden Armstrong starts to come on a game, and he makes a substitution, which that was the one that really baffled me. Roger, would it not have been a decent? I mean, because he brought Callum McGregor on, who is a very, very good footballer, as everyone knows. I think it was Gary Caldwell on the the, the game and the show yesterday made the point. It's not really the type of guy that's going to come on and and get you back into a game no. as such. And, and maybe, but and especially as well, if you're two 0 down, just allow Billy Gilmore to go. The shackles are off. Can you get us back in the yeah. game? And if you can't, well, no one's going to blame me anyway because you were two 0 down. I, th- I think by that stage at two 0 down, I don't want to use the word desperation, but th- there was a sort of. A hint of that in some of the substitutions. He was just trying anything that he thought might trigger a, a comeback for Scotland. Listen, it's disappointing. We're all overwhelmed by the disappointment. We talk about Gilmer. We talk about Patterson. You can throw David Turnbull in as well. Kevin's right. Maybe these guys are just here for for the experience at this tournament. But we've got a World Cup in eighteen months' time. Just in eighteen months' time. So you would desperately hope Scotland can get through the qualifiers after this finals, and in eighteen months' time. You know, you've got these guys with 18 months more experience. McTominay will still be a young man. Tierney, you know, fit. Robertson will still be there. Jack Henry, you would hope, would have you know, another 18 months experience under his belt. Che Adams could really emerge as Scotland's nailed-on centre-forward for, you know, a good while to come. So, 
we're disappointed now But we really mm. got to try and stay positive And hope that this can be the start of, of a cycle Of qualifying for these tournaments Let's finish on that positive note then shall we Thank you to Trevor in Edinburgh Right now I did say last week That every night throughout the Euros We were going to end the show With a song An original Euros song for this year I'm not talking about Don't Come Home Too Soon I don't need to remind Kevin Gallagher of that one Or ones from years gone by I'm looking for Maybe you or your mates Or someone you know Has written a song for this year We want to give it the credit The airtime it deserves And finish the show with it We've had some Brilliant suggestions to us Over the last couple of weeks Let's bring in And I like the name of this band The band is called Bra. There we go That that, that tells you everything You need to know And Ian is from the band And he joins us on the line At the moment How's it going Ian? It's going well Thanks so much for having us on No it's a pleasure Ian And now it's a bit noisy In the background But the reason being You're down at the fan zone At Glasgow Green yeah? Indeed, yes. It's been uh, it has been raining very heavily, but fortunately now 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 it has stopped, and now we're just about ready to start uh, France v Germany. I. Oh, by the way, what a game to watch down at the fan zone, Roger Hanna. It is summer in Glasgow, that's why it's raining and there's not much shelter there, but if you're going to pick a game as a neutral to go down and watch, this one would be up there. Yeah, it's probably the pick of the first round games, isn't it? Um, the French world champions, favourites to, to add the European Championship to it, but going into Munich to take on the Germans, and you know, we're just discussing off here, you know, the Germans maybe in a, a period of transition, but they've still got Kai Havertz, a guy who's just scored a winning goal in a Champions League final. Uh, now, Ian, we are about to finish finish the song uh, the show with your song a long time coming we're going to the euros tell us a little bit about you know how it came about and, and a little bit about the song uh, so yeah it basically just came about um we released our kind of de- oh there's a coverage fan it, it came about basically when we started off uh, we, re- we released our kind of debut album we've been going for a couple of years me, me and my brother um, andrew um so we released our debut album earlier this year and then we obviously when we qualified for the euros we were like oh we got we got to write a song for it and then kind of weeks and months went by and it kind of got to like the week before the tournament and we thought, oh my God, we've actually got to write this now. So um, we finally got round to doing it and got it released just in time. Um, and, you know, it's been 25 years since we've been in the Euros. So, I mean, I, I know every band and their dog has been doing a song for it, but, you know, just, just right, right as well as well. I mean, it's been so long. It, it's been, so we just thought we had to Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. Listen, the, the more the merrier. Looking forward to hearing it. Thank you to Ian. Just to quickly round off before we go to announce Tommy from Doncaster. He was the caller that came out of the hat for the winner of the retro top thanks to Greaves uh, so well done to Tommy hopefully he enjoys that we are about to get underway France-Germany it's going to be some week as we build up to this England game we are back tomorrow from 6 o'clock so give us a call then let us know what's on your mind and as promised let's finish with Bra a long time coming we're going to the Euros it's been a long time coming a long time coming it's been a long time coming to were near The barman said that's ten o'clock You can't watch it here So we listened in the Glasgow suite As Kenny tucked it away They say despite the empty seats The world could hear us The 
McGinn, McGregor, McTominay, not to mention Lyndon Dykes. Try to tackle Tierney and he'll skin you down the wing. And if it goes to penalties, let Davy do his thing. Long time. Come. 